This is Jane Hardwick-Collins, founder of the School of Shamanic Womancraft. Connecting to our inner dimensions. Inner reviews of transformation. When and how my life changed. Rewilding women with their stories of growth and transformation. Reclaiming feminine knowledge and power. Thank you for joining us. This is important and deep, serious work. So welcome to the podcast series. I am Ayla Myra, your podcast host and story guide. Welcome to episode 15 of the Womancraft podcast. Very grateful for Halia and for joining us for this episode and making the space to talk about her journey of the four seasons journey (laughs) that she undertook. And this podcast is such an insight into opportunities and taking up opportunities for self-inquiry and self-development and Holly, Holly also talks about her own health journey too and how that's tended to align with the work that she does now and her offerings. So it's all coming back to the healing of the divine feminine. It's, this podcast is just so rich in how the school can hold that container for growth and safety, which is what we talk about a lot. So enjoy. And lots of love. Welcome, Halia. Thank you so much. Um, we have finally aligned on the Womancraft podcast. It's been a few months in the making for us to be here and I'm very grateful for your time. Yes, so very grateful for you to be here and making the space of your important mama space but also your important space to tell the story of your journey with the school. So, Hi. <laughs> Hi, thanks so much for having me. (laughs) You're welcome. I'm very excited to talk about where you're at and all your offerings. And I guess what we like to start to talk about in the podcast is your journey with the school. And that was in 2015. And at the time, so you're in WA at the moment. And Mm -hmm. uh, at the time you were in Newcastle. And so... I feel like I want to start with, you know, what drew you into the school and where where were you at at that point in your life and what was Hollier doing to go and to be drawn and called into the journey? Yeah, so it's, um, yeah, quite a big story and I'll try and keep it short. But um, <laughs> it started actually when I was, I think it was around my 21st birthday, Um I just couldn't get out of bed. I was I was sick and depressed and there was something really wrong with my life and I couldn't quite figure out what it was. I was going to doctors and getting prescriptions for antidepressants and, um, yeah, just um, had got diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome and hypothyroidism actually and I was told that it was normal and just to take these tablets and go about my life and that just didn't sit well with me. So I started my journey then really. I um, went and saw a naturopath for a couple of years and the supplements and things that he gave me helped. Um, But every time I thought I was better and would stop taking the supplements, I'd just go back down into my hole and all the symptoms would come back up. So I realized that the supplements weren't getting to the root cause of my issues. Um, And around that same time of having relationship issues and kept breaking up with my now husband and um, a little bit of traveling here and there. I was just sort of all over the place. Around that time, I then think I must have been around 23 by this stage. I uh, found some amazing yoga teachers in Thailand and went, went and studied that with them. And that is what initiated my interest for Ayurveda and Chinese medicine. 
So that then led me off to study um, Ayurveda. And actually within um, that time frame of studying yoga, and I guess that gave me the awareness to realize that the symptoms and the unhappiness in my body was um, get, it was getting to the root cause of um, my busy lifestyle. When I was around 21, I was working for my mum's business eight hours a day. I was partying all weekend. I would never be a lack of sleep, which is so stressed and so disconnected from myself, so anxious and depressed. And I guess that's a normal sort of thing for 21, but maybe not so normal nowadays. The 21-year-olds that are coming through now are quite aware and, and, you know, there's quite a lot of younger women doing the um, shamanic womancraft course now. Have you noticed that yourself? Yeah, even just... In general, like I'm seeing teenagers and I reflect on my teenage self and my early 20s, I'm like, oh, like they're organically just coming into this flow and it's like, wow, you can almost see like really cool. the, the generational shift that's already happening and it's yeah. awesome. I just love it. Yeah, yes. they're really waking up yeah. younger. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So just um, I guess, yeah, it was quite a journey for me to get through that. Um that general unhappiness and disconnect but um yeah yoga really grounded me down back into my body and realized that my life was really chaotic and that I was really unhappy so through that I then healed my um hypothyroidism and my polycystic ovarian syndrome and it's like you know I brought my energy back into my body um and was fascinated by women's health and herbs so I continued to study um I studied with Claire Blake with the fertility massage therapy and it was actually when I was doing the training for that that I had quite a lot of shamanic experiences which opened me up to realizing um just connecting with different realms and the you know the the um just the yeah the disconnect as women and uh, then I started to study and I wanted to be a doula and I wanted to do all these things there was lots of study going on through my personal development mm-hmm. journey was that um, pre someone, pre kids that you wanted to be a doula yes ah uh-huh. so oh, tell yes. tell me about yes. that like what what gave you fascination <laughs> um, about the that? actually if 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 someone asked what I wanted to be when I was a little girl, I wanted to be a midwife. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just a real caring, nurturing um, little girl that, yeah, just was obsessed with babies, I guess. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I guess it was just a mix of those things. And then after my fertility massage training, um, I was doing some study and I came across Jane's work. And, um, yeah, and I just pretty much signed up to do the um, Shamanic Woman Craft course, which was the Shamanic Midwifery course um, in 2015. Um, and, yeah, that was quite a big year for me, actually, because I got married on in December. So this, the course started in November and we had the first, um, the full moon gathering. We made our birthed our beautiful um, drums. And then the first time I played my drum was the night before our wedding. And it was a really beautiful time. And just after our wedding, actually packed up our life and moved into a van. And so we were traveling down the bottom of Australia to get to Western Australia. So there was quite a few of the gatherings that I flew back um, to the Gold Coast or back to Sydney and then made my way up to Mullumbimby for the course. Uh, I then got pregnant and I did my um, vision quest while I was six weeks pregnant, I think. I might have been six, seven weeks pregnant. Um, and there's a little bit of a story, if you don't mind me going on to share about my vision quest. Yeah, definitely. I actually, um, I always tell my clients not to fly early pregnancy because something just happens with the altitudes and it just can be a little bit dangerous. But I had to finish vision quest and I was determined that everything was going to be okay. And just after I told my whole life story to all the women, which I think there was about 50 women in that circle, really powerful up on the mountain, just the night before we were going out on our solo, the three-day solo, um, I actually had a bleed. <laughs> and I was, yeah, about seven weeks pregnant then and completely freaked out just for a moment. But then I was able to, with the tools that I'd learnt through yoga and, and I guess the support of being around 
Jane and other midwives and women that I felt really safe around, I was able to breathe um, myself back into myself and calm my nervous system quite quickly. And I laid down with my legs up a tree and I just got to this place, this place of deep trust. And just I kept saying to myself, you know, this is something I have to go to, go through, whether the baby stays or whether it goes. <laughs> um, this is the journey that I need to experience and I can share this with other women. So I just really got to this beautiful place of, of trust. And then the next morning I went on to my out on, in my solo um, up on the mountain for three days and three nights, not knowing whether I was still pregnant or not. Um, so yeah, it was a really yeah. um, powerful, powerful vision quest. There's um, when I come back from my solo, uh, there was a moment I just caught the glimpse of my uh, naked body when I was just about to jump into the shower, um, and just from that glimpse of my body and how it had changed over those few days, I realised I am still pregnant and everything's okay. So that's um, the lesson that I gained from my vision quest is what um, helped me get through my birth process and I birthed uh, my daughter. Yeah, I was <laughs> yeah, just about to ask that. To. Yeah. Very powerful. So I was freaking out the day before I gave birth. I had um, a beautiful home birth, but, yeah, a lot of fear came up the day before. And I got to that place. I reminded myself of what happened in my vision quest and just, I just, you have to trust. You have to trust and surrender. We can't control these situations. So you have the experience you need to have. Like Jane says, you have the, the birth you need to have to learn the lessons you need to learn to bring you closer to wholeness. And you can take that into every everything in life. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just I f- really feel like thank you so much for sharing that. It's just so amazing to be aware of this process. You know, you've created the two, yeah. you know, synapses, I guess, between the vision quest and, and then let that flow into the birth and then use the vision quest um, in the birth, you know, use that experience again yeah. to ground yourself, to let go, to surrender. It's, it's just absolutely in yeah. shows that how innately we are connected as women, you know, to Mama Earth yeah. and how how yeah. we have this ability within us and our you know, our beautiful time of um pregnancy and like the the bleed that happens and it can send you into that space for sure and just your ability to be to to surrender to that is amazing to be feel in that safe space and um, to let it go. And yeah, it's really beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it was like a a test in some way that, you know, it could have gone either way with the beginning of the pregnancy and the birth. And, you know, if you can get to that space of just trusting and surrendering, that's, that's all we can do, whether whatever experience we have, we have to have that experience to learn and grow. So, um, yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> and it's funny, like all of the podcasts that have been recorded, we always speak about safety and it's just, again, highlighting that immense need that women, when we gather, need to be held in safety and support each other so we can go into our own safe zone and be curious about what's happening with our body and sense of self. And uh, it's just, again, it shows how much that organism of the school really holds so well the container of safety and shares that. Yeah, and it does. It allows you to open up to have different experiences because, yeah, like you said, you just do feel held and supported and, um, you know, the women that you're in circle with for that year, they just become your sisters. <laughs> yeah. And um, it does, it, it, it facilitates the deep um, transformation and healing that needs to take place because you do feel held and safe and, and supported. And it's, it's hard to get that in, in a community, I guess, out in community. If you do find women that you resonate with, it does take, you know, sometimes a couple of years before you fully open up and trust that person where something happens <laughs> with the school. It's like a, a really quick um, connection um, and, um, yeah, it's really mm. beautiful. I will actually, I, I would love to do the course again at some stage 
um, just to have that that year again with such beautiful women and and in Jane's presence again. So yeah, maybe yeah. some apprenticeship might be on the card. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, just, just being a mummer at the moment is um, enough for now. And yeah, yeah, and so so especially like it just seems that year was a big transformation for you, like so many rites of passage and pregnancy, birth, marriage. Yeah. Um, making a drum yeah. like that's just a rite of yeah. passage in itself yeah. too and, and there's one little there's one little part of it that I didn't mention after the dark moon gathering um which was quite an intense gathering for me I really initiated like it really initiated me to look at the dark aspects of myself to then go to the light where the yogic path is very much go to the light go to the light go to the light and you don't really acknowledge the darkness so much on that path so that's what I'd been doing um, and after the dark moon gathering, I then had flown back to Adelaide, or just before I flew back, sorry, um, I got the news that our two dogs, I had an 11-year-old dog and my partner had a 14-year-old dog, had eaten fox baked. Um, so that was like all these new beginnings and this transformation that happened over this year. Then there was this huge death in our family to then go to that, get, really get into the darkness, but like it really initiated it. Um, to bring up all these, a lot of mothering words came up actually because I wasn't a mother and I wasn't pregnant at this stage, but my dog was like my baby. Mm. So, um, yeah, that was one part of the journey I didn't um, put into my story before that I just wanted to acknowledge. But um, from that, then, yeah, so much healing has taken place, which then helped me step into my mother role yeah. Mm, yeah. Thank you for mentioning that too. The the shadow work is is you know, yeah. so important for it's a big part of it. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Part of it. And do you feel like that's helped the work that you do now with um you know with, oh, for sure. yeah yeah with the with the holistic definitely. healing and yeah yeah so much so yeah definitely I guess um yeah how I'm sharing now. Um, is I've just sort of mixed everything that I've learned and my own experiences, of course, um, into the way that I share out in my community. Um, and, yeah, I'm not doing so much one-on-one work at the moment because time is limited with a toddler, but I've actually compiled an e-course um, called the Shakti Code e-course. And, um, you know, Shakti is the feminine energy, the feminine principle, and... As we know, um, you know, the feminine energy has been so suppressed and so wounded um, for many, many um, generations and lifetimes. And the Shakti code is like the code that we need to connect back to ourselves and to heal the feminine and to step out as an empowered woman. So, um, yeah, the Shakti code is a lot about... Um, daily self-care routines and hormone balancing um, and, and yeah, a little bit about shadow work, but a lot about the moon cycles, which Jane teaches in her moon song um, uh, workshops. She does weekend workshops. So, um, yeah, I've got all the different aspects and the seasons of our cycle and just teaching that through um, an e-course format. A lot about stress and anxiety and, and hormone balancing through my own journey, fertility awareness um, and sacred menstruation. So I just feel like, um, yeah, just being able to share on an online platform is a way that um, women can study and learn from home. Um, and it's also more accessible to anyone anywhere because I am in Margaret River in Western Australia, so I'm quite remote. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just a way that I can connect and, and still share out in my community. Did your, uh, during your journey with the school, the, your year, did your health, um, like the um, pox and the thyroid did that like come back up again like did it represent itself no. or did you yeah, have to revisit no, that sort of time period when you're in your 20s again about that yeah no not at all yeah no I yeah. think I think um yeah I could imagine for some women that it would like if you did really not um heal the root cause I could imagine and you sort of suppressed it to that time I could imagine the the deep work that we do in the um, shamanic womancraft course could trigger it to resurface but I think um, you know I was 
I'd already been on my healing journey for five or six years, I think, when I did um, the course. So, um, yeah, my health was really good, actually. I was feeling um, very connected to myself and very grounded and, and you know, had the tools to, um, yeah, to keep my anxiety at bay and, and depression away. So, yeah, no, it didn't. That's a good question, though. What did you do for your – I'm just curious um, about your – uh, so during the journey, for those that are listening, there's a part where we sort of create a presentation at the end, um, which kind of reflects on, you know, what we've journeyed through and our offerings and where we're at. And it can be such a range of things. And do you remember um, what it was like prepping for that and what you did? Yeah, it's very interesting. Um so I actually did a – I didn't um, make it to the closing gathering. Um, I had a lot going on and I think I was about 20 weeks pregnant at that stage. I was very nasty so I didn't end up going in person but um, I sent through a recording of a meditation that I did and I'd mixed up the – it was the alternate nostril breathing for those who have practiced yoga before. That's the breathing practice where you bring your hands to your forehead and you breathe in through the left nostril and then out through the right nostril and your alternate nostril breathing. Um, that is balancing the masculine and the feminine energy in the, in the body and I feel like that is the, the strongest um, yogic tool that I've learnt for my anxiety. Um, but there was quite a lot of the words and the phrases like um, with the moon and the sun and just matching it back up with um, the aspects of the, the, the wheel. Um, the, sorry, the... Um, yeah, the, the wheel. seasonal yeah. wheel. Yeah. Yeah. And the different aspects of the moon and the sun matching it with the yin and the yang and the shakti and the Shiva energy. So I think it was about a 12 minute meditation that I recorded. I've still got it somewhere actually. And it was just how it came out was just so authentic and, you know, just being pregnant in my own little nest and being able to record it and send it off, which I don't know that they, um, that that's a very common thing that happens. But, um, yeah, they, the whole, um, group got to sit down and listen to it and um yeah I was a lot more confident I guess rather than doing it in front of everyone but mm. that was my presentation for the finale so yeah mm. and have you used that meditation in your work that particular one um I've got a similar one that I do use in my work and in my e-course but that one I really tailored it just for the the course and just the uh, my sisters sitting down in circles so there was quite a lot of um yeah, there was, there was a fair bit of the meditation that was just presenting it to the course. I haven't actually used it for my work, but I do have a similar one that I use. So, so tell me, like, you know how, you know, when we're not always changing, always growing, and we're not always meant to or supposed to just align with the same thing all the time and that's us you know that's our imprint it's can it's so dynamic and not non-linear etc etc you know so you you had an interest with your health journey at the start with the Chinese medicine and um, with the massage and um, it was the yoga do you still align with all of those practices or is there some of them you know, since your journey that you looked at differently or you just, yeah, how did how does that go for you? Yeah, that's a great question. It does always change and evolve. And, um, yeah, I, I guess for me the yoga and the Ayurveda was such a great foundation for me and I continue with those foundations. But how it's used just changes um, and, yeah, becoming a mama, you know, before around the time that I was doing the journey and before I, I joined the journey, I would get up really early and meditate for like an hour and do like two hours of yoga and you know, eat a nice breakfast out in the sun and once you become a mum that's <laughs> not really a really thing. Yeah. So I probably do a few stretches maybe once a week and I try and meditate for a couple of minutes a day. But um yeah, that's part of the changing and evolving and I guess how I share my work just keeps changing and, and evolving as well. I guess I seem to always attract people to me that are at a similar phase of life. So um, I guess you might find that with your work as well. Uh, it's just whatever you're emanating, you attract back to you. 
So I don't really get, you know, 21-year-olds with PCOS and hypothyroidism. Um, well, I do, I guess, but they're usually a bit older and mummers these days. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah. So you mean there was a point where you were sort of a- attracting that younger crowd with those conditions or that sort of alignment, yeah. but now because you're a mama, <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. flowing with the mama vibe. Yeah. 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 And there's a lot about, you know, it's such a huge transition from maiden to mother. Um, I guess back when I first started practicing Ayurveda, I was, I was looking at like, why are all these mums getting hypothyroidism? I don't understand what happens through the birth process and, um, you know, the, the, there must be something going on. And now becoming a mother myself, I can see it can be like this out-of-body experience and you're just stuck in survival mode and there's so much anxiety and stress that comes along with it if you don't have the tools to connect back to yourself and, you know, journal and process what's coming up. Um, yeah, this huge disconnect happens and you're just on survival mode. So that's then when the stress hormones kick in and things like hypothyroidism and autoimmune diseases are quite prevalent after becoming a mum. So I guess that's sort of more the, the people, the women that I'm attracting that are going through that transition or gone through that transition of maiden to mother um, and just recalibrating how they function and how they connect back to themselves. So that's where the tools from the Shamanic Woman Craft course has really um, come forth to be able to share those. So, Yeah, and I feel too like, you know, we look at the word midwife uh, currently and we just we see it as something different, you know, someone that works in the hospital or um, whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's almost like you as a child – you just you've just remembered your your midwife roots like that is midwifery you know that holistic um, care for a woman in her childbearing years in yeah. so many more layers than just when they're pregnant and preparing for the birth and postnatal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be with women, that's that's the meaning of midwife. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that's through any transition, really. Yeah, any transition. And traditionally, would have we would have had that. We would have had our aunties and our grandmothers and our um, sisters and everyone living in community, nice and close. So you'd have midwives all around you to help transition through different phases of life. But now we're alone in our own four walls, and a lot of women's husbands, either single mums or their husbands, work away, and there's just this this real disconnect. Um, so I guess, yeah, you know, tapping into an online platform where you've got that support or, you know, doing the shamanic midwifery, uh, so woman craft course just gives you that connection, um, to transition through, through, um, transition. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. To transition, transform, transmute, whatever. It's almost like those experiences happen to create that connection. And then we go out and it's, it's almost, it is, uh, responsibility to keep that connection and unfold it to the other women yes yeah sharing yeah which is what you've done essentially you know in in, from the journey of your 20s to your own health journey um into where you are now it's you're of service in that in that regard and so much more and it's it's just this is it you know it's not like oh we can look at it and go, oh, well, that's great. You do that. It's like this is essential life stuff for women and women's yeah. health. Yeah. 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 And I say that to, to all my clients that they're going through this experience for some reason and usually that reason is so then you can go out and share your experience out in society because there's so many women that aren't getting the answers from our Western medical system and just from, um, yeah, our society that needs this, this deeper work needs to be shared and, yeah, I guess everything happens for a reason, every experience happens for a reason and we need to get through that experience, learn and grow and then share. Yeah. And to be in service is, is such a huge huge part of our evolution it is yeah it's it's absolutely remarkable work and it's you know to offer that space of service where like you said we've got this sort of structure that's designed for instant fix instant you know answers Mm -hmm. that 
you know, when you can see and work with people and allow them to go into that space of self-inquiry without overpowering them or trying to force them into anything, it's it's going into that shifting into that safe space again, you know, talking about the safety of where you look at things curiously. So, you know, our bodies know... (laughs) what's what's going on and it's going into that deep layers of inquiry and into our own health journeys you are listening to the school of shamanic womancraft podcast series with ayla myra subscribe to our podcast via itunes and all good podcast players Right, and so like you didn't, so you didn't finish the. Oh, sorry, you didn't. Fin- you did finish. So you didn't um, go to the last gathering. Yeah, and I didn't ha- make it to the close. Yeah. So how was it, like finishing that year? Like, did, is it was there a moment that you had, or was it just like this kind of whirlwind of babies and marriages and? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was a, it was a big year. Um, and then my daughter was born in, yeah, she just turned two, so May. Um, yeah, and yeah, I guess, I guess I did, I, I did question whether I would feel like that closure of not going to the closing gathering, but I did really, I was such in such a sensitive, vulnerable, pregnant space um, that I did feel really connected to what was happening, um, even from a distance. So I did get that closure. Um, but, yeah, I still miss all the women <laughs> from my yeah. journey, that's for sure. Yeah, um, I bet. I, I try and catch up with them when I get to catch up with bits and pieces when I go back over east, which I do a couple of times a year. But, um, yeah. Yeah, and I'll just retract what I said. Like you were there. It's just your physical yes. body wasn't there at the time. I wasn't there physically. Yeah. I wasn't there physically, but I definitely felt very sensitive energetically and that I, I felt like I was there. Yeah, you were held. So and, yeah. I was held and, yeah. yeah, still a part of it and still got photos and they sent all my beads over for mm. my um, – um, yeah, my blessing beads and all different letters and cards and it was really beautiful to get that in the mail. I cried a lot. <laughs> I guess that was my that was my closure. But, um, yeah, and then being able to share my first um, Jane, let everyone know when I went into labour and I felt really held by the women from that. And, um, yeah, I get to, got to share my beautiful birth story with them all via our um, email group yeah, like I said, I still try and keep in connect- connection with, with most of the women there because, yeah, just such deep connections. And to, yeah, to do the shamanic woman craft um, journey and, you know, just from the first, the first, the full moon gathering, the first, um, the first journey that we did, just arriving there and seeing all these other women, I just instantly felt at home and felt connected. Like finally I was around other women that understood me and I understood them on a, on a, a deep level. So, yeah, and then you just continue to journey with them through the year. It's, it's really, really powerful. Mm, yeah, beautiful. I, I wish every woman could have that experience. <laughs> yeah, so do I. Yeah, and that alignment yeah, too. The school is growing. The school is growing. It's becoming available in more areas and there's more teachers and things now. So it is making it more accessible. We just need to, yeah, get one over here in Western Australia would be amazing. But like I said, I did heaps of travelling. So the travelling's really, it's worth the travelling. It doesn't really matter that it's not here. But, um, yeah, I would like to help um, get one started over here at some stage. It would mm. be awesome. There we go, Western Australia. Let's yeah, make it happen. We're quite re- yeah, <laughs> we're quite behind with things over here. I think we've got like a quarter or a third of the population of the rest of the country. So such a massive state. But um, mm. that's like why I do like it over here. It is raw and mm-hmm. whiter and rugged. But, um, yeah, it's a bit behind with what's available. And it would be absolutely amazing to do it in that energy of the land yes. over there. would be yes. pretty epic. Oh, the land needs it for sure. Yeah, yeah. It really does. So tell me, like, let's go into your work um, a bit more. Um, Shakti mm-hmm. Holistic Healing and Nourishing Mamas. I'm just reading on your page here on Shakti Healing. It says healing is a matter of time, but it is sometimes also a matter of opportunity. So tell me, 
Tell me about Shakti's healing's birth. Oh, I love that that quote. Mm. That, that quote really takes me back to my healing journey. Like I mentioned, when I was 21 and just couldn't get answers from anywhere, just felt so disconnected. And the opportunity for me at that time was the invitation to go and meet these yoga teachers in Thailand. Um, that's what, what I felt like. I, that's what I needed at that time. That really initiated my journey of, of self-development self-inquiry which then led me to the other experiences that I had which then brought me to the school um, which I feel like sort of finalized it didn't healing never is finalized yeah it's a continued journey but it it finalized a part of it before I became a mother which I really wanted to get to that state um before I became a mother and um yeah, so the birth of Shakti Holistic Healing actually started with um, Ayurveda. When I studied Ayurveda with Dr. Ajit um, in New Zealand, I studied Ayurveda for two years after the yoga course. Um, so at first, my, it started very clinical um, and I had a practice and I had that for a few years before I did the shamanic midwifery course. And I was seeing a lot of women with menstrual issues like I had myself. And then I studied the fertility massage, which then led to the shamanic midwifery. So it started quite clinical and physical, (laughs) and then it slowly evolved to more etheric, energetic work, Um, then started, you know, more about the moon cycles and the seasons and, um, you know, shadow shadow work and, um, yeah, healing the divine feminine in us. So... Uh, I, it's, it's great that Shakti Holistic Healing was a name that came to me in meditation actually when I was doing a course in Thailand and I didn't actually know what Shakti meant <laughs> at the time, which is really cool. Wow. And when I Googled it and realized that it's the feminine principle, just like yin, um, yin and yang, there's Shakti and Shiva, which is the, the Hindu Sanskrit name for the feminine energy. And, and it, it just represented everything I could imagine um, my work to be. And, yeah, the name is still very relevant, even though my work has changed so much, um, the name has stuck. So, mm. it's, um, yeah, it's relevant for my work that I'm doing now still. Beautiful offering that you got downloaded for sure. Yes, yes. Mm. And so you've got a toddler and so your work is <laughs> weaving into... Like you've got another website here called Nourishing Mamas with a beautiful photo that I'm looking at um, of you massaging an abdomen of a woman. Yeah. And yeah. A, tell me about like I don't I don't know what why because I've I've never um, asked why with the oil and on the forehead. What is that about? Um, oh, the Shiradara. I haven't done one of those for a few years now. I think I finished up late pregnancy doing those because it's such a powerful um, treatment and there's a lot involved in it. It's very oily. Uh, but, yeah, this is an Ayurvedic treatment. It is warm. There's like a copper pot that hangs above the bed and um, like a sort of sink set up and the warm medicated oil slowly pours onto the third eye and it it opens and cleanses your third eye. It really connects the mind and body. It's very grounding. It's amazing for anxiety and depression, um, really good for early stages of pregnancy just to relax the nervous system. So I would love to get back into doing that again, but I think I'll have to wait till my daughter's school or something when I've got a little bit more time. So it's very time-consuming, the whole getting preparing and then cleaning and everything. But if you haven't had a Shiradara before, I highly recommend finding an Ayurvedic practitioner and going to have one. It's like having a complete whole-body massage, but all it is is warm oil pouring onto your forehead and just it relaxes every part of your body. It is very, very deep and very profound. Uh, yeah, you have to try it out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I've always been curious about it. Um, I didn't know where it was linked to. And so is the oil tailored to the person? Like, 
the med- is yeah, it, you said different medicinal. body types. Yeah. 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 Different body types is different oil, just to te- like depending what's going on. If someone's more depressed, they'd need a, a lighter type of oil to lighten them. If someone's anxious, they need a heavier, warmer oil to to really ground their nervous system. Or if someone's um, like angry and hot, they need like more of a cooling oil to calm um, the nervous system and calm the mind. So, yeah, there is the different aspects there with Ayurveda and the different body types are treated differently, which is cool. Mm. Um, Yeah, you definitely have to try that out. Mm. So interesting. And is is there anything else that you wanted to talk about? I know you've just talked about your e-course. How can people find that? Um, Yeah, so the e-course, you can find more information on my Instagram page, which is Shakti underscore healing, uh, or my website, ShaktiHolistichealing.com. And yeah, the e-course is called the Shakti Code e-course. It's a a five-week journey to awaken your healing potential for menstrual well-being and optimal fertility. So like I've mentioned, I'm just sort of bringing in all the tools I've long learnt along the way and compiled it into an um, online format so women can learn and heal in the comfort of their own home but still have a connection with an online um, online community, I guess. I've got a um, Facebook group. Um, but yeah, we just go through, we start on the full moon and we go through like a daily self-care routine um, and it's like a virtual full moon circle. Uh, but daily self-care routine is important for everyone, uh, mamas, preconception, um, hormone balancing, anxiety, you know, we need to have some sort of um, care for ourselves otherwise it's just like we're on autopilot going about our day and particularly now becoming a mother myself and seeing other mothers previously I've noticed that you know if you're not having some sort of self-care whether it's a couple of minutes a day or 10 minutes a day whether you're sitting down doing some meditation or journaling or rubbing a bit of oil on your body or making yourself a nourishing cup of tea or something doing something with intent to nourish yourself each day if you're not doing that it's like a little bit of resentment builds up whether you're not a mom and you're working for someone else or towards your partner you're doing a little bit too much um, or as a mother you know you're selflessly giving to this little being um, and if you're not doing a little bit of something for yourself each day it builds up and that last week before our cycle comes is where the resentment builds up and is expressed so that's like the, the smiling volcano that comes out for women. PMS is um, some physical things with our hormones, but you'll find energetically it's it's very much the resentment that's built up through the month of not looking after ourselves and not honouring our needs is then expressed through um, stress to be then released and detoxed for when our blood comes, our menstruation. I'm not sure if you resonate with that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, when it's not looked at, it comes out in its full, like, you know, shit gets real exactly. style. <laughs> yeah. In its yeah, fullest. So I feel yeah. like that's my biggest thing is sharing a daily self-care routine with every woman mm. because then we are, are able to make the time for ourselves, even if it's just a couple of minutes of something we can be dedicated to, um, to honouring ourselves and and then um, we don't have that resentment that builds up and that's expressed through our cycle. So yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, a big one and very important. And like very you said, important. you can start with a couple of minutes and then one, I know personally I found that once I just incorporated those small practices into my daily life, it's not it's like habit now. It's not even a question it's like yeah I do that thing that's my thing I do and that's really important and it just organically happens each day and each night and yeah exactly because yeah yeah, because and you know that's the beauty of when we come into awareness and tracking our menstrual chart is when you can start to see the patterns align and knowing when to pull back go forward and um you know like one of the things I am is a runner and I love charting because it actually helps me when I'm running um, of how far to push myself 
um, or how far to go back and knowing when my muscles are just going to be a bit like more contracted and tense and how to nurture that. It's, it's just fantastic because as a woman who um, is quite, you know, in that, like you could be any sort of athletic um, part of yourself as a woman, just tuning into that cycle is really handy, especially if you want to be competitive. Yeah. 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 Well, that's why I've, I've booked this interview in around the ovulation phase of my cycle. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I'm a lot more ex- expressive and, and outward and creative. And this is when I, um, you know, when around my ovulation week is when I, um, yeah, I, I book in all, everything that I need to get done, anything that I need to do out in society because I am more creative and expressive. And then I start to go inward just before my bleed and my schedule is clear. <laughs> yeah. I just um, focus on myself. And, and focus on whatever's coming up. And I guess that's um, the great thing about being self-employed is that you can do that. You can ebb and flow with your cycle. And back when I was seeing clients, I wouldn't see any any clients around my bleed time. I would really honour myself. And when you honour yourself for that bleed, then the next cycle, um, you're rewarded for it. So that's a lot of uh, things about, um, you know, painful menstruation and a lot of menstrual conditions is just women aren't listening to their bodies. They're not focusing on themselves. And if you don't do it one cycle, you're then punished for it the next cycle. So that's the experience that I really share. The most important experience that I share with women is a daily self-care routine. You're honouring yourself. Um, You're working with your cycle when you're ovulating. Um, You've got that creative first energy to get your projects done and to be expressive out in your community however that is for you and then going down into the darker phase of your cycle where you're releasing you're honoring yourself you're drawing your energy more inward ready for your bleed time and resting and rejuvenating while you bleed and for me that means you know not seeing clients and not being out seeing my friends so much um, just yeah, resting and rejuvenating, nourishing yourself, and when you do that, you're then re- rewarded the next cycle. Um, that by honouring myself completely alleviates any pain. I feel like painful menstruation is 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 um, it seems to happen to about sixty seventy percent of women through the studies that I've done, and it can be um, can be healed so easily. It's just the womb space saying, "Hey, what about me? Bring the energy down, ground yourself, nourish yourself, look after yourself." And yeah, I just feel that the daily self care routine through the month is a way to to um, to really connect and ground your energy and and bringing your awareness into your womb space brings the energy there physically, the circulation, and, um, it's, yeah, bring the energy out of our head and down, down into our root chakra um, and down yeah. into the earth. That's, that's what needs to happen because our modern yeah. lives are just so busy and there's so much external energy, so much energy up in our heads, and we just need to bring it back into our physical bodies. So I also teach a um, self-abdominal massage, which is a little bit of Ayurvedic technique and a little bit of the fertility massage um, that I've learnt. Um, so, yeah, I teach that through my e-course. I've got a little tutorial video, um, and that's a nice daily self-care routine um, tool as well. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. And it's so, again, like, you know, the work that you're doing and a lot of people are expressing um, is so, so important. It's so needed. And, you know, even not everyone's self-employed. And this is why, you know, menstrual workplace policies and actually talking about this in the workplace is going to be yeah. so amazing. Like it's, it's happening huge. already. Everyone needs a difference. Some people are very quite active over menstruation um some people need Mm -hmm. extra care and it's just supporting that um without them feeling shame which again shame sends us into like many of us mamas well let's just get through this bleed it's annoying it's in the way we've got to do this and guilt and all this stuff i'm not doing this i should be doing that should 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 Mm. um it heads it heads us into that space and that's when we become burnt out mums and I've been there before and I know what that feels like. So, again, it's such a, a little thing to incorporate in our day, even tracking, 
like just begin by tracking our cycles it's like it takes you know you can get some beautiful charts jane has a book um like you said through your e-courses and so many ways that we can tune into that and begin that journey it is it's the start of a healing journey is just self-awareness and how what an amazing way to do that through awareness of your cycle and Mm. noticing how your energy levels are and your physical symptoms um yeah that's that's just a great way to start if someone doesn't know how to start journey of healing and, and self-inquiry then what a great way um, yeah yeah holly thank you so much and i like to thank ask you. a final question um yeah. for all the women that are considering uh going on the four or eight seasons journey what wisdom what little nugget of wisdom would you offer that comes to you I, I think definitely do it. <laughs> I know I said that earlier that I wish that all it could be accessible to all women, but just to have that um, that support throughout the whole year, the connection with like-minded women. You know, all the women that do this course of all different trades and, and levels of awareness with, you know, there's yoga teachers and acupuncturists and, and mamas and maidens and um, it's just such a great mixed bag that just creates this tribe of, of a community of, of connection where you it's just a safe container to open up yourself to, to heal and evolve and to learn as just such wisdom um, that is shared through the Shamanic Woman Craft course. So I think every woman should just do it. It's, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. And, you know, once you commit energetically, it just all unfolds. And it, you know, like I said, for me, it was such a huge mission for me to be traveling in a van and getting married and being pregnant. I just had that deep commitment that I just had to be there. And, um, yeah, and, and it's just helped me through my journey into mother and helped with my work, how I share out in the community. And it's just a connection that I've got with Jane and the other women in the course that I'll have forever. So I'm so grateful, so grateful for this work and um, very grateful for the opportunity to have this um, interview on the podcast as well. So thank Mm. you so much. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, Can you shout out your Instagram again one more time so people know? Yeah, thank you. It's Shakti underscore healing. And I share my work and my family journey through there. So, yeah. Mm, Lovely. I just felt the word that comes to me after talking with you is alignment. And I really felt just listening to your story really showed how you followed your alignment. And um, it's really beautiful to honour um, this type of healing and coming through your own health challenges and journey into the work that you do now. So, so much gratitude mm. for what you're offering you. and how you serve and thank you again for creating this space. Thank you so much. I better get back to my toddler who is ready for a nap. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> back to the mother. Yeah, back, back to, to the mother role. Back to the mama role, <laughs> the all-important mama oh. role. For more information on today's Inner Review, with photos and how to connect, head over to schoolofshamanicwomancraft.com forward slash media forward slash podcast. Subscribe to our podcast via iTunes and all good podcast players. We are all in this together.